I'm Ryan Milliken from Hardway Performance, and you're listening to The Diesel Podcast. I'm Demetri Miller with No Zone Diesel. This is Anthony Rings from XDP. This is Jaron Holder from Holder Down Performance. Corey Willis from TPI. I'm Drew with D&J Precision Machine. I'm Pinky. And you're listening to The Diesel Podcast. Diesel Podcast. You're listening to The Diesel Podcast. The Diesel Podcast. The one and only Diesel Podcast. What is going on, Diesel Nation? Today's episode, I am going to be a fanboy of a 6.4 Power Stroke. And, and this truck, I've been following it for years. It's been around a bunch of competitions, races, tons of things. We know you guys have probably seen it, but we're going to talk to the truck's owner and go in-depth with where it started, how he got it to the level he did, and a, a little twist at the end. Uh, but before we do, we want to thank you guys for continuing to rate us on iTunes and commenting with guests or topics that you want to hear about or you know guys you want to hear from. We use that to, to get these, these companies and guests on episodes, so keep doing that. We've got a bunch of cool episodes that are going to hit you guys over the next couple weeks that uh, you guys are going to love. We also want to thank BD Diesel and PPI for making this episode possible. If you're looking for truck upgrades, tuning, turbos, tons of different things, make sure and go to dieselperformance.com and ppi.com. Mike, I'm really excited to have you on the Diesel Podcast today. I have been a major fanboy for probably six, seven, eight years of your truck, and it's really cool to have you on. <laughs> well, thanks for having me. I'm very excited to do this. A little nervous, but we'll get through it. <laughs> I remember, I don't remember the exact year, um, but I almost bought a 6.4 based on your truck. Like, way before I was involved in diesel stuff, at, you know, working in it, nothing like that. I almost bought one based off your truck. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, I'll tell you what, when I first got it, I mean, the reason I got it, uh, Eric Eldreth over at Innovative Diesel had a single cab, and I took it for a ride because my little truck had been wrecked, and I was like, wow, these things are really fast. So I was like, oh, I'll go get one. They can't be that bad. Um, <laughs> but uh got the truck, and... I think two days after I bought it, it had a delete and tune on it, and I think a thousand miles after that, it had a new transmission in it. So everything just progressed from there. Uh, it was fun. Did a lot of street racing. Just was uh, having fun with it, and then started putting nitrous on it, which was probably not the best idea. And then um, right around that time, we were getting ready for Diesel Power Challenge 2010, and I wasn't in it or anything like that, but... Uh, Something happened to one of the competitors, I think, like two days before, and we were heading out there anyways, so we took my truck, and uh, Mike Delahaye um, talked to, I think it was, uh, what's his name, Dave Kennedy, and he said, hey, we need an alternate, so I was like, oh, all right, I think halfway driving to Kentucky, I got the email saying that I was in, so we were pretty excited. Um, at that time, the truck was running, I think, a 12.6 at 107 just with a tune so i don't know if it was like a factory freak but it moved pretty good my first diesel i bought it brand new it was a 2008 67 cummins and i didn't know everything you know i probably should have bought a 0759 like six months before but <laughs> anyway i bought it didn't do anything to it and i would start to go on the different forums or buy magazines and i think that's when i first saw your truck was in 2010 and there's still a part of me that is so jealous that those six fours at that time, you could just put a tune on them and make 550, 575, maybe 600 horse stock transmission, go out there and run really, you know, good times for just a tune. 
they were rocket ships. I mean, even just with a tune in nitrous, the truck went. We did eighth mile at Diesel Power Challenge because the uh, the track was actually flooded, Beach Bend. So we had to go to. Um, I think we were in Tennessee. It was Music City Dragway. So this little podunk dragway on top of a mountain. And I did a 755 at 92, just spraying the hell out of it. And I mean, it moved good. I just the only thing that got me was the sled pull at the end of the event, where I went to shift from second to third, and I hit neutral with two stages of nitrous. So it was not happy. Um, it still made the pull, but after that, uh, it ran like crap. It was smoking. We pretty much killed it. <laughs> well, on the on the six four motor. You know, there's a few things that the guys will talk about as far as weak points. Did you hit one of those? You know, say it was a cracked piston or something like that, where you said, "Okay, now I'm gonna pull. I'm gonna pull the motor, address some of these, you know, issues, and make more power with it." Or did you just decide to do that, you know, kind of ahead of time? And um, <laughs> well, when we were at Diesel Power Challenge. Just to go back, uh, it had stock everything: stock EGR, stock head bolts. Uh, we were kind of forced to upgrade because I melted five pistons at Diesel Power Challenge and pretty much killed the motor. I, it was done. So we sourced a, another low-mileage used motor, um, just did head studs on it, and that was it back then. You, know, you didn't have a – no one really delipped the pistons on them. Not that we did. Um, I think I had an Elite Stage 2 fuel system, which is still on the truck after eight years. It's got the same A1000 pump that's been – awesome i know a lot of people don't like them lately but um we did a like a stroke a little stroker pump i think 15 percent nozzles and just put a wastegate on it and that motor was in there for i'd say probably 60 70,000 miles and that was just a stock piston motor and to this day knock on wood i have not cracked a piston i've melted a few i've uh, bent a couple rods but those motors, I mean, I don't know if I got some good ones, but they've been pretty decent. I, I feel like a well-balanced, like, uh, international HD piston, like, with a different bowl, like, it's more de-lift, with just a, a good build with stock rods is fine for, you know, eight, nine, almost a thousand horsepower all day. Now, where the truck's at, say, over the last couple years, what have you changed in the setup? Um... You know, as far as air and fuel and, and those things. <laughs> so it went from stock turbos with 15% nozzles to a single 72 millimeter. It was like a, a 372. It wasn't really the, the best setup for it, and it had an open housing. Um, that went back to stock fuel, and that made 947 on spray. It's amazing how the, the stock injectors will make that much power. Yeah. But it backed it up, and it went in 1135 at 122 on spray with stock fuel oh, that is so for like cummins guys out there that makes us so jealous <laughs> yeah but then you know once you guys do you know like your head's actually your head actually flows our heads are like you know shooting a golf through golf ball through a straw um the only thing that they like is nitrous and a lot of it but and that's fun i think once you get to like a thousand horsepower anything above that it's just kind of sketchy territory for a 6.4, whereas the Cummins guys, I know they still break, but, I mean, God, they make a lot of power. Now, with the truck itself, is it something you drive every day, or you could drive every day if you wanted to? Yeah, actually, nowadays I don't drive it as much just because of 
a lot of laws around here have changed with the smoke and stuff like that. So it, it's a big sing, 76 single, so I'm not going to lie. It's, I can drive it on the road with the minimal smoke, but it's still going to smoke. I know a lot of people, a lot of, a couple of my buddies mess with me, oh, you can't drive it on the road. I, I can. I, I've driven it to New Jersey and back. It's over 400 miles. Yeah, it doesn't overheat, doesn't do anything like that. It's just obnoxiously loud because it's a big single, <laughs> and it has a stack. But, I mean, well, it's got the remote oil cooler in the front, so it keeps everything cool. I mean, cool is good. It does have a cracked radiator, but it's had that for a while because I'm a little cheap on that side. But it doesn't spray out or anything like that. But I, it's been good. But um, back to the different turbo setups, after yeah. the 72, we went with a very odd 72-483 compound setup with a industrial uh, stroker pump, which I know there's some people don't really like them, but mine somehow lasted forever with uh, 60% nozzles. I mean, the truck was, at that point, was a blast. Uh, it made, I think, 890 on fuel, and it ran low 11s. Uh, had no fuel left over, so I couldn't even, if I would have put dual fuelers on with six with the hundreds, it probably would have made over 1,000 easy. But, I mean, it was fun. It made 100, 105, 110 pounds of boost. Eventually, cylinder one lost compression. That was after, like, 70,000 miles of nitrous and, you know, five different turbo setups. But at that point, we went and just put another stock rod motor back in, and that lasted about 600 miles. Um, went to TS, uh, put a 475 on it with 150s, and two. Uh, had a, a, a .250 solenoid from Nitrous Express, and we ran, I think, 460 jets, and it made like one pass and just grenaded. So it, it kind of sucked. Um, that was, uh, I don't know what happened there. The thrust bearing actually just fell out. Mm. I've seen that happen a couple times on 6.4s, but then at that point, we put a, a new, actually it was used rods that were sitting around the shop, um, unknown mileage, with uh, new D-lit pistons, Colt Stage 2 cam, uh, had RCD dual fuelers and hundreds. Because I think the 150s just for that turbo were just way too much. Um, put it in, drove it. It went, you know, low 11s. Uh, I always had an issue with uh, converters failing, though. And we actually found out why after a while. Um, what were they doing? The crank, the crank adapter bolts were tweaked. They were actually twisted. So I guess what they were doing is they were throwing the balance off. So what it would do is I'd be going down the track and the pump would just explode. And I went through, I think, six converters that way. And, um, and it really sucked. <laughs> uh, I went from DPC to Suncoast, just trying different things. And I think the last Suncoast I still have in the truck, um, we at that point blew up to 75. I was actually street racing. And I, ra I was racing a built Evo, and I was winning, and the turbo just exploded into a million pieces. So we talked to Jose over at Forced, and uh, I went with a 7692 10 T4. And that thing is like the magic turbo for that truck. Just loves the setup. It went with the, once the converter and the trans and all were holding, like the first pass out, it went 10, was it 1081 at 126 on fuel. And that's and a pre-cab short bed, isn't it? Yeah, and uh, with 
two front seats and drag radials, it was 7,500 pounds. And I remember getting my time slip, and at that point, Keter went like a 10.5 or 10.85. I remember texting him. I'm like, I got you, bitch. <laughs> and we've always had, you know, all the Power Stroke guys go back and forth, just like the Cummins guys, you know, Keter. Yeah, Dave Ferguson, all of them. We have fun. But I had to harass him a little bit for that. But, yeah, truck, uh, and that was on the stock bottom end. It went 10.8 and 10.9 that night. That was actually right before Rudy's. And then uh, made a couple passes at Rudy's. I think uh, I blew the pump out again at, at Rudy's, actually. It was like common thing for that damn truck. So we fixed that. And... This is probably, I'd say, two years ago. Um, we were trying a lot of different things. I actually started trying different um, race fuels, which I don't know if anything actually made a difference. Um, I was running Shides fuel for a little bit. Then I was running the VP torque fuel. And I think the VP fuel actually helped a little bit, which just spool up, and it just felt a little more aggressive. But uh, we had two dyno events and two weekends. And the first event was a unloaded dyno. It's up in PA. It's a great time. Sprayed it. I sprayed it pretty hard. I had a 157 solenoid on it, and it made like 1190. And then uh, it was fine. Still, still stock rods. I think the motor had 22,000 miles on it at that time. And we went to another event with a smaller dyno. And yeah, I was like, all right, I'm going to put the big jets in it. I'm going to try to blow it up because UCC was coming up. And we were actually going to try to get the truck to UCC for the first year. I actually signed up, which ended up not going, which kind of sucked because it cost me the money. But um, sprayed it on the dyno the first pass. It only made like 1,020. I mean, the dyno was really low. And uh, go to spray it again. And, you know, it wasn't, I shouldn't have probably done it, but we sprayed the hell out of it, and I let off, and it had like a slight miss. I was like, oh. I'm like, well, that doesn't sound good. So you had to send it. it. Yeah, sent it, 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 it only made like a thousand ninety. I was so pissed. <laughs> but that dyno, the dyno with my drag radials on, wouldn't even fit a truck on it. So we finally parked the truck, and we're like, all right, well, we got to start this UCC build if we're going to do it. So we pulled the motor out, we pulled the head off, and one of the exhaust valves was like just chipped. I was like, oh, okay, that's what that noise is. It's not that bad. Look down the cylinder wall. There's a big scrape. I was like, ah, okay, that's still not that bad. So we go to pull the oil pan off, and I'm like, oh, that's a wrist clip, uh, wrist pin clip. I was like, oh, that's not good. Perfect. And there's just chunks in the oil pan. And just one rod and one piston, it ripped half of the piston off and bent the rod. And that was the end of the block. So that was... Uh, that stock motor, I, I gotta say, like uh, like JD, his truck, both our trucks on stock rods just lasted for a long time. They're stout rods. I'm sure you've seen like the comparison. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember seeing JD Gleason's truck at, I think it was a diesel power challenge, um, not too long ago, um, and uh, I think it's called. I think he nicknamed it Denzel. Yeah, <laughs> Big it, it's slow. <laughs> yeah, he comes over here. He always talks about how we have the advantage. He comes down to sea level and then runs like a 720, and it's all supposed to make all this power. 
So we have a we have a on, uh, just ongoing thing where we just harass each other. He's actually um, I backed out of Diesel Power Challenge. I was an alternate this year, and he um, his buddy Garrett, who has a setup just like his, is there right now, which I feel like it, it probably would worked out better for his truck because I wasn't going to change anything. That's the biggest thing I see from the Diesel Power Challenge standpoint is everybody rushes and changes everything, and then nothing works. That's a really good. That's a really good point, and I think with other competitions, sometimes that happens. And you I mean you've you've been there, you've done it. Have you found that even maybe saving going to the drag strip or doing something lo- <clears throat> excuse me local or regional, it's the consistency, knowing how the truck is going to perform with this turbo, these injectors, this tuning, and really getting to know the vehicle. I mean, I've had the same turbo on that truck for four and a half years now. I've never taken it off, never sent it back. Um, same injectors, uh, same trans. We had, you know, we I actually did send the trans to uh, David Ferguson about two years ago, and I, mean, I haven't had an issue since. And I have beaten the hell out of that thing, just trying to break the trans. Um, the only thing we had a little issue with is the stall was a little tight from Suncoast. We had one that was too tight, way too loose. And this one seems to be just where it needs to be. But we have started doing second gear start. Like, I guess the Duramax guys do. Oh, gotcha. The truck spools, like, instantly now. I mean, um, we had a big event out here. Um, our friend Sarah Phillips, she did this thing called King of the Street Challenge. I've heard of it. Yeah, it was uh, the first year last year. Um, yeah, I think we had 10 trucks. It's like a diesel power challenge style. Um you have dyno, you have drag race, you have sled pull, but you have dirt drags also. And then you have a 100-mile reliability drive. So uh, it went through that event. I mean, and I sprayed it. Um, it ran in the 10s almost every single pass. It made 13.65 and 23.50 torque on like a 110 jet. And it's sled pulled. The dirt drags are probably the most fun thing I've ever done. Um, anybody <laughs> listening to this, if you've never done a dirt drag, go do it. It is just uncontrolled, just mayhem of fun. <laughs> Did you ever think of doing a 4100 swap in your truck? Um, I, I thought about it. I drove uh, King Kong when it had it. I used to race that a lot. And the 4R, for daily driving, I'd never want it. I just don't like the way it is. For drag racing, I will say it, and people listening to this, my friends will be like, ooh, finally. It is better, shifting-wise, but I just never did it because I didn't want to make the truck less and less of a street truck. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I never put a cage in it because I feel like if I put a cage in it, it's, that's pretty much it. It's just competition truck because, you know, a lot of people drive with cages on the street, but God forbid something happens, you get into an accident, that can kill you. Yeah. I don't need that to happen anytime soon. <laughs> but uh, I'm right there with you. That that sweet spot of having a truck that makes you know, quick passes, fast times, good power, but that you can drive. That's always been the allure of diesel performance to me. Um, it, the stuff that goes really fast, you know, like UCC, that stuff's totally cool. But it, there's just something so much fun about taking the truck out, going somewhere. And, you know, you get to stretch its legs every now and then. And, you know, people don't expect it out of a four-wheel drive diesel truck with, you know, a, a, a crew cab. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, I've had it happen where people look at you and like, what the hell's done to that? The thing lately, though, that I've, with the big single is like, I don't like smoking out roads. I feel like a complete ass when I do it. So luckily, I live in the middle of nowhere now. So there's country roads I can go play down. But I mean, I kind of miss being able to go on the highway and, you know, there's a Z06 next to you and just destroying it. I mean, I have to, I could still get the truck to brake spool because I have tow haul just unlocks overdrive. So just being the gear before that, I could brake spool it. But the thing is, if I'm on a busy highway, I feel bad because as soon as I light the turbo, it blacks the road out. So I don't want to be caught in some kind of accident or some stuff like that. It just, I don't know, maybe I'm just getting older. But <laughs> I'm the same way. I'm, it, 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 something happens, and you're just like, this isn't cool anymore. Like, I'd rather just, like, not do this. And, you know, at the track's fine. You know, that's that's what they do. But, yeah, there's there's a little bit of guilt that uh, that happens when... You know, the cloud dumps till the charger goes. And yeah, and when the people catch up to you, they give you that look, and you're like, ah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to ask you, I was thinking, as I've seen you with this truck for so long, have you always been a Ford guy? Have you thought of, you know, maybe trying a Duramax or a Cummins, or are you Ford blue through and through? Well, I started off with a Bronco, then to an Explorer, then I had a gas Ram, and then I got into the diesels. I've always liked the Fords. Um, I wouldn't. I don't like Duramaxes. I absolutely hate them. I think they're just. Eh. They're like the. Uh, I don't know. They're like the sissy version of the the heavy duty trucks. But <laughs> we're gonna rile up some Duramax guys listening. Oh, uh, that's fine. <laughs> so I'll, I'll fight Dimitri in the parking lot. I don't care. But I, they all have their places, and um, over here it's. There's a lot of Fords. You got some fast uh, Chevys like uh, Mike over at Holly Rock down in Southern Maryland. He's got an extremely fast Allison shifted uh, Duramax. And there's a lot of fast Dodges around here too. But I think having a fast Ford uh, it just seems it's just different because a lot of yeah. people are like, oh, it's a six four. Oh, all right. Like I've had people ask me, oh, is, it, is this thing even tuned? It's like there's a big single turbo under the hood. Like, how do you not see that? <laughs> Do you ever think of getting a, a 6.7 power stroke and playing with that one? Uh, uh, I don't know. That seems like a, it seems like a slippery slope with those things. Like, it can make a lot of power. Don't get me wrong. But it just seems like they don't like to hold together. I, I don't know if it's something. I think it was the, the crank gear or something like that. Um, there's a little tab on it. The tab breaks off and it spins. And it makes all kinds of mess. I know a couple of my buddies have highly modified 6.7s. And it seems like with compounds, they like to break. Like, a lot. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's that was always the allure to me of a 6.4 Power Stroke, especially with the other models out at that time, like an LMM or 6.7 Cummins. Is, they looked great. I love the styling, you know, especially your truck, which I know on a podcast it's hard to – you know, there's no picture per se. Well, you know, we'll have one up, but it's like your truck is so clean. The paint looks perfect. The way that it sits is like how a street truck should look. And just the front end of that thing is just, I don't know. It, it combines so many new things where like the six, seven power stroke, it can make tons of power. 
we've talked to you know, like Snyder performance, what they do in their race truck, but you're going to need to do billet rods way sooner than you're going to need to do on a six, four. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. You, I mean, I never thought, you know, there'd be a vehicle that would hold that much power with this, those stock rods, but I mean, they are beefy and yeah. I've held a couple, like one or two bent ones in my hand, but I mean, I've had the only issues I've really had with that truck were my fault, aka nitrous and too much boost. But I I do love the truck and I try to keep it as clean as possible. And it's just a simple. I like the simple things. I don't like chrome. As soon as I got the truck, it was it was actually blue and gray. It was a two tone, uh, just with the bumpers. It's a FX4 package. And um, I was like, I want the bumpers painted. And then I changed the grill out to an XLT grill. And got rid of the mesh behind it so you could see the intercooler and everything. But that's pretty much all I did. I did that and did a four-link from Miles Flight. It's Flight Fabrications, which definitely makes the truck look better. It's very low now in the front, clearance-wise. But uh, And those fuel wheels, I saw those when they first came out. I was looking at all kinds of different wheels. I was going to get hostages. And they just came out with the Mavericks. And I was like, oh, God, I love those. Because they're <laughs> simple. They're just a couple spokes. And they look good. And I've had those on there for six, seven years now. Now, I haven't really done much looks-wise. The truck's been the same for, I'd say, six years. And I'm fine with that. That's what grabbed my attention way back then was just the simplicity and how clean it was. And then, obviously, the performance of it and, like, the the wars on elite power strokes that you guys have and stuff. It's so it's so <laughs> fun to go in there and read that stuff. <laughs> That's funny. Everybody looks like they, they sometimes hate each other, but then everybody sees each other in person and they're best friends. <laughs> it's yeah. definitely been a blast. I'm not going to lie. It's like sometimes when I want to laugh, I go onto elite power strokes and like read through the threads and stuff and like the trash talking and it's all in good fun, but it, it's, it's a great time. I will say this, Keeter talks a lot of shit, but damn does he back it up. <laughs> as much as I harass him, I really harass him a lot, but he really does back it up. And I know he's probably going to listen to this and be like, oh, it's a good group of people. I mean, the diesel community has been great. I mean, over the past eight, nine years, I've met so many friends, and none of which I regret. Grand, my bank account would be a little happier if I didn't do some of this crap, but you can't take it with you. That's that's really a great point because no matter where you go in the country, if it's a diesel event, you're just going to automatically you have something in common with them, no matter what they drive, and it's it's cool to hang out, talk trucks, trash talk, um, <laughs> you know, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's uh, definitely been one hell of a ride. <laughs> so do you think now for other other events, are you looking you know kind of like later this year, maybe next year? You know, taking that truck out and maybe trying to do UCC or, or or some other things? I don't think uh, it would ever do what it needs to do at UCC because I think it's pretty much at the power level it wants to stay at. Um, like I, said, I was going to do Diesel Power Challenge this year, but big plot twist, I'm actually looking to get rid of the truck right now. Oh, man. As much as I really didn't want to, it took me about a month to think about it. Um it would be going to someone else that's in the diesel industry that will take care of it and, you know, keep it going the way it is. Mm -hmm. um, not many people knew that I was looking into getting rid of it, but just um, financially, like, it just it would be a lot easier in just overall life if I would 
be able to move that on to somebody else and then just work on other stuff. I'm not going to stop racing ever. That's 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 definitely not going to happen. My fiance was like, "Oh, are you done after this?" I was like, "No." <laughs> but just the upkeep and all the stuff that I will say this, the diesel stuff compared to the gas stuff is insanely higher priced. But I understand. It's, you know, bigger stuff, heavier stuff. Like I like racing a 7500-pound truck and run the 10s, but I'd like to go faster after this and I have a buyer for it. And it should be within the next two, three weeks moved over to him. But like I said, he's in the diesel power stroke industry and he's going to keep it, you know, keep it going, keep racing it and stuff like that. And it's, it's weighed a lot on me to think about selling it, but I, like I said, it took me a damn month of thinking every single day, why do I want to sell this and all that stuff. And it's, it's a little sad in the end, but well, I had a hell of a great run. You know, that threw me for a loop. Dimitri one time on the on the podcast said, man, I had all the, these answers triggered out, and then you threw this thing out of left field. So I'm kind of a little, I'm like, man, this truck I've been following forever. But it, it's a really cool thing to bring up because, like, the guys who and gals who listen to this podcast, we there's something that happens with that vehicle where you bond with it. Like, you have memories with it. You have tons of things and you know i i went through that where i sold you know one that i loved and the most important thing to me was where was it going and will they take care of it that was the most important thing yeah yeah and that's that's what i thought about because i mean i've had that truck since it was brand new I, it's been you know for the past eight years it's been part of my life everybody knows about it everybody knows me for it you know and i, and I love the truck it's just Eventually, you got to move on. As much as I hate to say that, but it's just um, it's a bit rough. Yeah. Like I said, I'm I'm gonna move on to something a little faster and just easier to work on and a little more price effective. So we're gonna move into the gasser world, but still stay with a pickup truck. Okay. So it's a LS turbo truck that we're looking at right now. And it should be a lot faster than this one. It's 35 pound, 3,500 pounds lighter. So it should be a blast. And you know, if you you can always do what what Ryan Milliken did, you know, maybe down the road, is get a car, stuff a diesel power plant in it, and oh, I've wanted to do that forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of where money no object. I would love to plan that. Well, the thing is, when when you have a shop. I mean, Ryan does very well, and he's a very great dude, and he knows his stuff. But I, you know, I'm just me and my fiance. We have a house. We don't have a shop, so just doing this stuff has been a little rough. You know, not like relationship-wise, but just I got to drive like a couple hours to get to the shop, and I got to leave it there. So it's just a pain sometimes. And you know, we're getting married in the next couple months, so stuff has to change a little bit. You know, like I said, I'm never going to stop racing. I've been going to NHRA events with my parents since I was, like, three. So it's their fault that I love drag <laughs> racing. And they always ask me why. I'm like, well, you brought me to the uh, – we have English Town up by us up in New Jersey where I'm from, and we go to the Spring Nationals every year. And I hated it because I didn't like loud noises when I was a kid. But I love it now. Man, that event, I went to it um... – I think it was like 2013 or 14 for the XDP event. 
Oh, I might. I, was I there for that? I don't. I don't know. I was working in like one of the vendor booths, but like I mean, I had been to, to Shy Diesel Extravaganza and some other things, and I didn't know much about that racetrack or the event, but it is still the coolest event i'd ever been to i know it's changed now where it's big rigs and stuff but man it was so packed and it's a beautiful track a oh beautiful well they area. um actually uh canceled all the races because they sold the track this year which really sucks because it like you said it was a red track's been around for i don't know 50 plus years and it's it's a motorsports park it's just huge Oh, yeah. When I saw him, like, this is, it looks like a stadium. Like, the parking lot's the size of what you see at, like, you know, MetLife Stadium or, you know, Invesco Field or any of these places. And I'm not going to lie, like, walking through the parking lot and the people that would be making food and be like, hey, you want a plate? I'm like, yeah, how much you want for it? I'll just take it. I'm <laughs> like, man, I, I could eat here all day. <laughs> yeah, it was a good time there. I think last time we went there, I got kicked out the first pass I actually made. They have a very no-tolerance policy about cages there. Mm. I know a lot of, you know, you've been to some tracks where they're like, oh, whatever. Um, we had been fighting issues with uh, converter spooling and boots blowing off, which is my biggest thing that I hate on my truck, which I've fixed that. But uh, we made like three passes, of blue, boot blew off at like a 330-foot, and I was getting frustrated, and it was time to dial in. So I dialed in like an 1180, and I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to spray the shit out of it. And see what it does. So we put an 88 jet in, which isn't really too big. Couldn't get the spool, rolled out and just hit it. Came around, went to the uh, ticket booth, and the guy's like, you got to go up to the tower right now. I'm like, well, can I have my uh, slip? He's like, no. And he started laughing. I was like, okay. So I drove up there. Me and my fiance walked up there. They told her, ma'am, you got to stay here. You can't come up there. I'm like, oh, shit, am I in trouble? (laughs) I got up there, and the guy's like, hey, your dialing's a little off. I was like, oh, I don't know, what did I run? And he handed me a slip, and I went 11-1 at 131. And he's like, that's it, you're done, get out. I'm like, damn. Didn't even get a warning. At least you got the slip, though. Oh, yeah, I was like, I have the slip, and he was, he was kind of pissed off. <laughs> oh, man, yeah, that's, I don't know, hopefully. I know there's a lot of a lot of truck guys in that area, um, you know, a lot of companies that are there, and that uh, was something that impressed me from like 2,000 miles away was just how big it was and how enthusiastic people were, you know, to go to that event. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, the two main uh, shops that were working online, you got Big Time uh, Customs, Mark Renadio over there in New Jersey, and uh, Sean O'Hara, Street Diesel. I mean, they're always there every year, busting their asses. Um, Sean has built my motor, and I mean, it's been outstanding. And he does great work. He's very thorough. Great people over there. Um, and you got Mark over there. I had my truck at his shop. And we were putting the motor in. I know he hates me for all the long nights, if you're listening, Mark. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but we go back and forth. And like I said, I made such good friends. Uh, Tyler over at Street Diesel also for coming up when I couldn't to Jersey. And, you know, I come back and my truck's completely together. It's like, holy shit. So they're all just busting their asses. And that's a great community, great friends. That's it's always been a great time. Like I said, I'm not going to not go to events anymore. I'm still going to try to go as many as I can as, you know, time permits. But going to try to go a little faster this year with something smaller. So it's a Chevy. So I'm sure all the Chevy fans are like, oh, 
<laughs> but it's still a pickup truck. I don't think I'd ever own a car. We will, uh, I'm definitely going to be watching, and if you ever hear, I don't care how many years from now it is, of your old truck being back on the market, I want first dibs on it. I will definitely keep in touch unless I buy it back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could buy it back, but other than you, if first dibs. Sounds good to me. <laughs> Mike, I, uh, like I said, I've been a big fan of the truck and watching it over the years and excited to see what you're going to do next and appreciate your time you know, today talking with us and talking 6.4 Power Stroke stuff. We, there are a lot of 6.4 fans out there, and and I wanted to uh, you know have you on. You're the first person I thought about to to talk performance and what you've been through all the years of making it work and different setups and, and all that stuff. Yeah, well, thank you. I appreciate you having me. Once again, big singles. Don't go little compounds like JD. Don't forget, diesel fans, make sure and go to dieselperformance.com and ppi.com for tons of truck upgrades, towing, racing, sled pulling, transmissions, turbos, pretty much anything. Those guys will get you taken care of. Until next time, keep the shiny side up.